funny thing about it now, I've never really thought about it, um, that I that I didn't realize then that that was going to be my last race. So. I guess there's a beauty in not really knowing that you're doing something for the last time. Yeah, exactly. Like, you, you know, I kind of went off. At, you know, at that point, I thought that was what I was going to do for for at least for the next, you know, 10, 15 years. And so I was just really in it. And then, you know, six months, a year later, it's my whole my whole life has sort of changed completely. We're going to go out on the field. We're going to score as many goals as we can. We're going to have fun. Oh, Becky, oh, well placed. For most, giving up their sport comes after a peak. I mean, that's a pretty good way of knowing a chapter is coming to a close. After the highest point of performance, when the engine sputters out, when it's clear a dream is in your rearview mirror, when you've gained all the speed possible from the roller coaster drop, and you finally slow to a halt. Maybe it's physical. Your body starts to tell you you can't do it all like you once could. Or it's mental. Burnout. You just don't feel the drive, have the heart for it anymore. Others might gradually get to a point of understanding that makes them say, hey, I don't think I want to do this anymore. I don't want to play at the next level. I'm done. Sometimes you don't retire on the tail end of a mental or physical peak. But with a lot of these sporting experiences, there's usually an end date stamped right on them. So you signed up for that. You only get four years, give or take, as a college athlete, for example. With this, there's an acute awareness of the impending end. You know this is going to be your last preseason, your last fitness test. You know losing in the NCAA tournament means the end. What happens, though, when your competitive athletic career comes to an end at 14 years old? Not because of injury, not because of burnout. When you are not even at a peak, but at the thrilling cusp of that peak. When all the elements and conditions are on a collision course. That perfect path where it really seems as if it could all come together to get you to the world championships, to the Olympics. When all that hope is still there. But it ends, and you don't even realize that your last time was your last time. What happens then? Um, both my parents swam for Australia. They were both um, international level, sort of world class swimmers. That's how they met. So they they had me. It was sort of inevitable that I was going to swim and, or at least do have something to do with it. I actually swam before I could uh, before I could walk. I, my parents had me in. Uh, swimming classes and floating classes and stuff. <laughs> this is Cody Simpson. Big swimming guy. From the start. I remember starting to train properly. When I was around 9 or 10, I started to get into sort of casual squad training and stuff. And um, very quickly took a liking to it, dropped my other sports. Uh, my parents were never like the pushy kind where they were like you need to swim or else they 
were never forcing me to swim, but it was just something that I, I loved from the minute I started even training. I did my first race when I was like 10 years old and immediately was uh, into it and um, noticed I had a, sort of a natural feel for the water. And um, it was kind of from there it all started, really. Training at the Miami Swim Club on the Gold Coast, Cody immediately showed a lot of potential in the pool. He set Australian records for his age group. His 50-meter butterfly time of 29.65 still stands last time I checked. At 12 years old, Cody clinched gold in the 100-meter butterfly and the 200-meter individual medley at the 2009 Queensland Swimming Championships. Something else happened in 2009. In the summer, Cody started to release some videos on YouTube and MySpace of him singing and playing guitar in his room. Extremely cute blonde kid with a very good voice strumming away. It was not long before these videos started to get a good amount of attention. Some of that attention came from people in high places thousands of miles away. If we think about Cody having been pretty tunnel vision on one path with swimming... At this point, we might imagine a kind of unexpected but intriguing side road appears. It was it was uh, it was an interesting thing because I, I really didn't see. I saw the music stuff as a real casual hobby. I played a bit at school. I had a band at school. I knew I wanted to to play music and be a musician at some point during my life, but I just didn't think it would take the form of you know a, a, a career so soon. I got pretty heavily into competitive swimming at a national and also international level at around 11, 12 years old. And, and so I was like really thinking about, you know, Olympics hopefully by 18, 19 years old. And so that really was, you know, and my coach and my parents and stuff, that was kind of all the path that everyone thought I was on. And then uh, it kind of took a turn when I started to gain a little bit of recognition Um for the songs I was writing and the stuff I was putting up online, ended up getting some recognition over in the States. When I was around 13, I think I got a message from the producer and a, a, a record label from over there. And they were like, we were, they, they wanted me to come over there. And so at that time, I was still training heavily. and um, But I took a little time out to go to the States and take some meetings and record a demo and stuff. And then... Came back just Australia, kept training for the next six months, really didn't hear anything. And then, like, one day I got a call that was like, okay, hey, well, you know, there's a record deal on the table for you, and we're going to need you to um, move to L.A. by the end of the year if you're serious about it. And mm-hmm. at this time I was only turning, like, 14. <laughs> Ultimately, he decides to embark on this different, shimmery path with no real clue of exactly what it means for him and his swimming career. My family was kind of was supportive enough, and, and I saw it as like one of those like once-in-a-lifetime things. Uh, I was like, well, you know, if I do this for five years and, and then it doesn't work out and I can come back and I'll still be quite young and can swim again or do whatever. So, so we just kind of all saw it as like a fun family experience at the least. The Simpson family ups and moves to L.A. At 14 years old, it was a life-changing decision. That was a very pivotal and very heavy period because I really had to decide what I wanted in life much sooner than most people have to make that kind of decision. 
In L.A., the busy schedule of a budding pop star was all-consuming. He signed a deal with Atlantic Records. It soon becomes clear that Cody can't do both. Pursue music, continue swimming, in the capacity he might have hoped. I even was looking for teams in L.A. when I moved there because I didn't know how busy it was going to be. I didn't know what was going to happen. So I was like immediately looking for coaches in California. And it, it was soon proven that I was not going to have time to train like I thought I was going to. Cody's bright, competitive swimming career comes to a close at the ripe old age of 14. Once I realized what the schedule was going to look like for me um, and the, the amount of traveling that was um, required of me, if I was serious about pursuing a musical career, then I was having going to have no time to swim. So it sounds like you didn't really know that your last swim meet was going to be your last swim meet. No, I had no clue. My my last swim meet, I think it was um, school Pan Pacific Games. Pretty big sort of international um, junior meet. And funny thing about it now, I've never really thought about it, um, that, I, that I didn't realize then that that was going to be my last race. So. I guess there's a beauty in not really knowing that you're doing something for the last time. Yeah, exactly. Like, you, you know, I kind of went off. At, you know, at that point, I thought that was what I was going to do for for at least for the next, you know, 10, 15 years. And so I was just really in it. And then, you know, six months, a year later, it's my whole my whole life has sort of changed completely. It was crazy. But at that time, I was so young. I was really just kind of going with the flow and really excited about it all and realized the you know immensity of the opportunity that I think would have been stupid to say no to. In the next few years, his music career really takes off. As a solo artist, Cody releases two EPs, three albums in 2012, 13, and 15. Towards the end of 2015, he even started up a band called Coast House Records with his closest mates. A little over six months later, in 2016, Cody finds himself in an interesting spot. Face-to-face with swimming, the life he left behind, in a way he probably never could have envisioned. He went to the Rio Olympics as a Coca-Cola ambassador. He actually carries the Olympic flame for Australia during the torch relay. And he gets to watch Team Australia during the swim events. Oh, it was it was the most difficult experience I've had. I didn't expect myself to find it so difficult. Uh, that uh, experience of watching them, especially at the Olympic Games at Rio, which was like the one I had looked at as a young man and and thought it would you know that would probably be the one i'd be the right age for Mm -hmm. um it was weird all right now for any former athlete this is a conversation to be had watching someone that could have been you that used to be you compete and do well it's really weird you're jealous and kind of bitter i'm not speaking from personal experience here of course But then you're also simultaneously really proud because you're watching your friends or people you want to do well. It's this kind of intense mix of emotions. And Cody's like, you know, maybe that could have been me in the water swimming the butterfly in a green and yellow cap. I don't have any regrets in my life. I really don't. I think everything I've done up to this point I wanted to do at that time. So I don't think you can beat yourself up over making a decision that you wanted to make at any point. So I definitely don't have any regrets, but, you know, you you always think of the what-ifs and, you know, some of these guys I used to train with are now, you know, in Olympic finals and world championships was on this week, actually, and I was watching and 
I'm watching a couple guys I, I know swim and swim really well. He felt those emotions, but he was able to take a step back and realize that he was grateful for where he was and that he did follow his heart seven years prior, even though it meant giving up something else that he really loved. And yes, let's be clear, this perspective is maybe a bit more attainable when you're a rich and famous international pop star, but still, a lesson to be gleaned here for anyone. And what's more, Cody redirected that energy from his quote-unquote old life into the new one he started back when he was 14. So it's like, oh, you get that bug, that, you know, that fire really never leaves you once you're like a competitive athlete, like you're never not one. And so you just have to like channel that adrenaline and, and fire into other things. Um, and I do that with my, my career now. Many of the qualities cultivated in him as a swimmer have helped with his music, acting, dancing, songwriting. I don't think I'd have um, been used to the level of discipline um, if I hadn't been a swimmer, especially swimming and, and, you know, there's a couple sports that are really up there with the amount of sort of time and energy they require. Swimming's probably like top three. It requires you, your, your attention and, and discipline 24-7. I mean, you're in, you know, you're training twice a day and, and when, you, when you're not in the pool or in the gym um, or at the physical therapist or something, you're just sleeping mm-hmm. or eating. Um, so it's like, Applying that same disciplinary mindset to a creative industry is actually a kind of strangely it, uh, good combination. For example, I did uh, I did a show on Broadway over the winter, last winter. From November 2018 to this past March, Cody played the lead role of Dimitri in the Broadway musical Anastasia. Um, and pretty hectic kind of schedule it's like eight eight shows a week um Mm. and a pretty grueling kind of um demanding uh schedule on your voice and on your um as an actor and as a singer and everything and um but i wasn't like scared when when they told me it was eight shows a week i wasn't really scared of that because i'd been used to um training nine ten times a week in the pool you know so it was just like okay well we're doing this and, you know, you, you get used to that level of, of work. There have been a lot of changes in his life in the last 10 years since Cody gave up swimming, both big and small. <laughs> I probably eat less now than I did when I was 11. You know what I, mean? <laughs> I was training all the time. I was like, eating like a monster. It's crazy. I couldn't keep up with me now. Like I eat like much less. <laughs> the water is still very much a happy place, an inspiring element for Cody. Like I've just come become to have a really good relationship with water, with the water, and um, um, surfing and doing all these other things, sailing and stuff too. It just like has become a primary source of uh, in, in inspiration for what I do now. When most of us were fretting over algebra tests and first school dances, Cody Simpson was presented with the decision: he could stay the course he was on in the only place he'd ever lived, or take a giant leap into an exciting unknown. A leap that meant leaving behind his friends, a passion, and moving across the world for a -a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Considering the potential of a 14-year-old, it's probably impossible to say a decision is absolutely the right one. But looking at where he is now, a 22-year-old who has been on Broadway, played in venues around the planet, and started his own record label... It's safe to say that the decision Cody made was as pretty frickin' close to right as you can imagine.
And it's also probably safe to say that Cody's boyhood dreams of being an Olympic swimmer are over. For him, that dream didn't explode or rot or sag like a heavy load. Rather, its lifeblood just pumped into a different dream. Thank you to Cody Simpson for coming onto the pod, and thank you for listening. Hope to see you next time.